Well, it's great to come back and be with you. I know that uh, it's been a little while, and I was trying to ask my dad, when was I here last to share about Haitian Christian Ministries? And uh, he couldn't give me the date, and I couldn't remember, which is sad because I'm a little younger than he is. But I think it's been <laughs> about, we'll say about a year. And uh, so it's really awesome how God works. I wouldn't have been able to tell you a year ago that uh, with your support that we would have expected Mono to be able to come and, and share with you and preach with you and uh, meet with you. But God goes before us, and he uh, created a way and prepared the schedule. And so here Mono is with his daughter, Judith. And, and so I'm just uh, blessed that they're able to come and, and to share with you. Mono's asked that I uh, read a passage from Matthew, and so I'm going to do that. And, uh, and then he's going to come forward. We're going to, this is from Matthew 11, 1 through 6. So if you want to follow along, you certainly can. And it came about that when Jesus had finished giving instructions to the 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in the cities. Now when John in prison heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And, the ble and blessed is he who keeps from stumbling over me. So if you don't mind, I'm going to pray real quick, and then Mono's going to come forward, and we'll, we'll hear his message. Dear Heavenly Father, it is just so incredible to be with believers in Christ, Lord. We share uh, the common bond of a relationship with you, and God, it is just incredible the way that you work to spread your kingdom work throughout the entire world. Your mission will not be slowed down, and it will not be stopped. And we just get to play a very small role in that. And, Father God, as we uh, worship today and we hear from Mano's message uh, from Haiti, Lord, we celebrate what he's doing there and how you're working through him uh, to spread your gospel. And, Lord, we get to enjoy the small part that we play in helping resource that. Just being uh, generous with what you've given us, Lord, so that we may in turn uh, play a kingdom part for you. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It is a privilege for me to be here this morning and to share uh, with you about Haiti and also about the Word of God. And I'm going to ask a favor from, from, from all of you just to tune on, especially to me, because I have, I have an accent. <laughs> I know, you know, speaking English is not my something that I have learned since I was born. So sometimes I go to some places, to some congregations, and the people are wondering what I'm saying. That's true, really. Because uh, I was in Pennsylvania a long time ago, in 1985, something, and I was doing VBS the whole week, doing VBS. And uh, I stay with a family, and there's two boys, one six, one seven. And uh, I do horseback with them, play with them all week. And I thought I, I had good friends. I made good friends with them. And uh, I was ready to leave on, on Monday. 
and Sunday night we were playing again. And the younger one looked at me and he said, Mano. I said, aye. He said, do you speak English? <laughs> I've been there all week, you know. <laughs> Talking to them and that time he asked me if I speak English. Also, I want to thank you for taking on the mission, the work that we're doing in Haiti since this, the beginning of this year. Mark is one of our main men in our board meeting, in our board. He, he comes along and we love him. He loves us. And uh, he's doing a lot of great things for us, teaching, teaching us a lot of things. Then, so he brought us here. He, he brought our name first and you, you, you decide to step in and sponsor and supporting us. So we really thank you for that. Uh, this morning I want to share with you about the mission of the church. Uh, they are not to neglect the mission of the church. During the time of his ministry, Jesus showed to his disciples in many different ways how to spread the gospel and what the mission of the church was. But it is sad, however, that many missions, many people, many brothers and sisters have neglected, or even some of the most notorious Christians, they, are ne- they neglect the mission of the church, that mission that had been given to them. The disciples of Christ have seen him perform many miracles. They have seen him open the eyes of the blind, unstop the heel of the death, cleanse the lepers, free the demoniac, heal the palsy, the withered, the lunatic, the epileptic, the dead raised up, and even the poor people had the gospel preached to them. Out of all these miracles, we note that uh, Jesus gave to his followers better reason to believe in him. In other words, he gives them some proofs, some excitements, so that they can have other reasons to believe in him. He presents his whole missions to them in two words. In two words, evidence and service. Let's look at the first one, evidence. How did Jesus teach the lesson on evidence to his disciples? In John 6, 1 to 14, we find the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Let us look briefly the scene to see the reason that have pushed Jesus to feed the crowd. Jesus had just crossed the Sea of Galilee only to be met by a great crowd of followers. 
They were following him because of his miracles of healings. They were following him because of his miracles uh, of everything that he was doing. He was teaching them. There were men, women, and children. Many of them were on their way to Jerusalem to observe the Passover. And they turned aside for a little while to see him and hear him speak. Some of them were there for three days. They were tired. They were thirsty. And they had nothing to eat. How well they going to be fed in a deserted place like this. Our Lord knew what he was going to do. But to test the disciples' faith, he asked them this question. What they were going to do. How they were going to be fed. Jesus knew before even asking the question. But he asked them anyway. Let's note some of the suggestions that were given to Jesus as an answer of that question. How they were going to be fed. First of all, in Matthew chapter 14 verse 15, we read this answer. Send them away that they may go to the villages and buy themselves food. They were saying, in other words, that these people are not our guesses. We did not invite them here. We are under no obligations to supply their need. Their condition is not ours. But the response Jesus gave was contrary to the position of the disciples on that matter. They don't need to go away, he answered. You give them something to eat. Jesus is saying to the, the same thing to our church today. He is saying the same thing to us today. We need to open the ears. Our ears to the cries of those who are less fortunate than us. We very often have the tendency to say it is not our business when other people are suffering. It is not our business when other people have problems. It is not our business. But let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, that it is our business when school-age children are going naked on the street of Haiti. It is our business when 60% of the Haitian people of the Haitian children are undernourished. We must be concerned when more than half of the population is living below the wedge of poverty. It is because it is our concern because we believe that it is our business because we believe that we have to do something about 
the poverty, the illiteracy that we are working in Haiti. Home is home. Haiti is my home. I was born and raised in Haiti. But I tell you, my friend, after my four years here, I went back home to Haiti to work, establish churches, schools, medical clinic, daycare center. And even we are calling now for a Votex school. By the grace of God, we now have 1,245 children in school from pre-K all the way to 12th grade, to high school. Along with the school, we have a feeding program through which we feed all the children one hot meal a day. And for the most part, that meal is the only meal those children, they get for the day. Brethren, it is our business to show love and concern for those around the world who are in need of food, clothing, and freedom. Jesus has given evidence of his love and concern for those who are following him to the suggestion of his disciples to send the people who were following him away that they may go themselves in the villages and buy food. He answered, no, don't send them away. You give them something to eat. Today, he is saying the same thing to us. In a whole different way. Like Peter, he is asking us if we love him. Our answer is yes, right? Do you love me? Peter, Peter says yes. And Jesus is asking the same questions to us. Do you love me? And I know all, our answer is yes. So he wants us to do only one thing. To show the evidence of that love. To feed his sheep. So that his name can be glorified. And I'm, I want to thank you. I had said that at the beginning for stepping in. And it is because of that love. Because you know about the Lord, about Christ, that you have stepped in and become part of our ministry. And we thank you for that. That leads us to our second point. The service. In Luke 10, we find the account of a man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho by himself. And he felt among the robbers who stripped him, let him blows upon him, went away and left him half dead. 
a priest passed by on the other side of the road. No doubt he was remembering the teaching of the law. He who touched a dead body was unclean for seven days. According to Numbers 19 verse 11. Though for him to teach, to touch a dead body would mean losing his term of duty in the temple. He was refused to, to risk that. He did not want to risk that at all. So he set the claims of ceremonial above those of charity. The temple and, the, and its walls means more to him than to the pain of a human being. Than the pain of a brother. You know what? The church is full of people like that. Today, around the world, there are people who set luxurious living, playoffs, programs, zoo, their comfort zone, above the privilege of being a blessing to others. For nothing in the world, they don't want to leave their home and go abroad to help the needies, the poor, and those who are without any hope. My friends, we need to count it as a privilege to serve others, to be a blessing to them. Secondly, a Levite came to the place. Likewise, he did not help the man. He looked at him and passed on the other side of the road. For the Levites, in all things, safety comes first. The bandits were in the habit of using decoys. One of them, one of their number, would act as a wounded man and lay on the side of the road. When someone or some unsuspected traveler stopped over him, the other would come and overpower him. So for the Levite, safety comes first. A Levite will never help a fellow brother along the road. No, never do that. Their safety comes first. Thirdly, a Samaritan come by. And he is the only one of the three who helped the wounded man. Then Jesus asked the lawyer, which of these three men do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who felt among the robber's hand? Ah, it's easy. The one who showed mercy toward him, he replied with no hesitation. Jesus said to him, go and do the same. Go and do the same. That's the mission of the church, my friends. That's the mission of the church, my brother. We have to do the same thing Christ did in every way possible. The same thing in every way possible. As Christians, we need to discover 
the value of each human being. We need to remember that no matter what country he is from, now what country a person is from, a person is a person. A person is a very important being because he's created at the image of God. We need to follow the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to do like the good Samaritan who have compassion for the wounded man on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho who felt among the robbers and was stripped and beat up by those guys. We need to look for ways to serve others, to be a blessing to them, whether they are in Kenya, Africa, in India, in Ethiopia, or across this, the, the ocean, in the Caribbean Ocean, in Haiti. This is exactly what Jesus did in his earthly ministry. He touched the untouchable lepers. He dealt with men and women who were barred from all contact with fellow human beings. He talked with the despised sinners, showed them that they were important to him. Jesus was always looking for ways, for opportunities to serve others. Just to set the example for the church. And that is the example we have today. We have to follow today. As Christ followers, we need to be aware of the fact that we are part of a community of service. And Jesus is expecting us to go and to do the same thing he did. We need to show evidence to, our, uh, to others, the evidence of our love for him by loving and serving others. Please. Try. Look for ways. Oh, I would like to encourage you. Continue. Because you have started already. I heard your pastor saying. All those missions that you are supporting. Continue. To find a way. To serve. To be of service. To serve others. And to show the evidence. Of the Lord. That. You have. For Christ. May the Lord bless you all. Amen.